0: Welcome back to our podcast. I'm here with Jerry Wyant, and my name is Jim Hughes, and this is the Gospel According to Jesus. Jerry, we want to open up with God's Word um, today, and I want us to think about a couple of scriptures. Um, I mentioned these in the last podcast that we were talking about wokeness in the body of Christ, but in Ephesians 6.1, it says, Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And then 1 Samuel says, but now Jehovah said, be it far from me, for them that honor me, I will honor. And so really, these are two scriptures that help us understand God's heart about our lives, our walk. Um, You know, God doesn't want us to be deceived. He doesn't want us to be deceived by empty words. And so the message today is really going to be about deception and what that looks like today in 2022. But our theme scripture is Amos 8.11. It says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but rather for the hearing of the words of the Lord. So, Jerry, we just finished a conversation podcast about wokeness. Kind of the bottom line out of that podcast was that we discerned that This is really talking about deception, and deception comes in so many different ways. We saw deception years ago about certain things that were going on in the body of Christ. But as a born-again believer, and those of you that have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you right now, and you're listening to this podcast, we just want to rejoice with you. We just want to encourage you that this is the greatest thing that you could possibly do in your life. There is no greater thing. Some of you have kids or maybe some of you are going to college or maybe some of you are in the prime of your life and you see so many things ahead of you. But this event, born again, you confessing your sins before God and asking Christ to come into your heart and making you a new believer, this is the greatest thing. And I, Jerry and I just rejoice with you. This is, this is awesome for those of you that have done this, but As we go into our message today, we're going to try to give you some tools to withstand deception. We learned from our last podcast, a lot of evangelical churches, Jerry, are being deceived by this teaching of wokeness. And we went into a little bit of detail back and forth about what that was and how we saw it in the body of Christ. But it's something that you're going to have to deal with. And it's something that isn't just going to go away. Unfortunately, it's not just a fad. It's actually infiltrating the church because the church is so weak right now and deception is so prevalent. So Jerry, you know, why do you think the wokeness deception is infiltrating the the body of Christ right now?
1: Well, Jim, as I mentioned last time, it's the enemy who doesn't want us to follow Jesus Christ. Interesting study that was done years ago by China. They wanted to find out why the United States was so strong with every input they had, they came to the final conclusion that it was Christianity. Wow, It amazing. was so strong that that's what made the United States what it was. It was the backbone of our society and our lives, Christianity. Now, what would you do if you were a huge country and you saw the United States of America being so productive, so wealthy, so strong? would you want to kind of follow their way? It's a pretty good indication that if Jesus can do that to a nation like the United States of America, why wouldn't they want to?
0: Well, and and, and just to kind of key off that, I mean, that's amazing that the government of China understands that principle greater than our government.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. But how do you do it? You start sending people into our government and into our churches, trying to get them changed. And, That's pretty much what has slowly happened because people like Joseph Fletcher who wrote books, he was a very influential Christian way back, and probably before I was born, not too much further. But he wrote a book called For Situational Ethics, which really what the outcome was is if you feel it's right, then do it. And it broke with the Ten Commandments as we shared last time.
0: Troy calls this guy that is a snake hunter that is from Florida, and he's part of a group that hunt these snakes because boa constrictors and these huge snakes have become a problem in Florida. And so the sophistication of this was just so amazing. They have these drones, and they fly these drones, and these drones are programmed with with a heat sink, infrared device, and they can program it to a snake's body heat, which is less than any other animal. And so then they fly it up and they can see the snake and then they go in and they capture it. He calls them in and they and they do this. They find three, they find the 13 footer and they capture it and they find two other ones that are 10 and nine foot. And well, Jim, what what the heck does that got to do with what we're talking about? Well, what happens is we know this has taken place in Florida, and it's just like rampant, but nobody ever thought that it was happening in Louisiana. They know that a typical ball constrictor has, can live to be 25 to 30 years old, and it can have up to 50 eggs a year. All of a sudden, these three snakes, they know that now the area has been populated with these because they found eggs during this hunt. They found these eggs. And it's the same way with deception. It gets into the body of Christ. It starts out really small. It starts out with a small teaching or something that's kind of tickling somebody's ears. And then all of a sudden it just balloons. That's the main reason for this deception that's going on in the body of Christ right now, this wokeness deception. It's just starting to go rampant in the body of Christ. But listen to this. I find this amazing in Colossians 2, where Paul is dealing with this issue. And it says in Colossians 2.8, see to it, and listen to this, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception. I mean, Paul is dealing with this during that time he is walking around preaching the gospel. And it says, according to the traditions of men, according to elementary principles of the world rather than according to Christ. So what would take the Colossians captive? Paul mentions this. It's a philosophy, which he means to be very specific sense, deception. This is not a broad reference to all the meanings of that term. The Bible's stance on deep thinking, logic, and philosophy, or philosophy, is very positive. We see this. So it's not the philosophy. If you look in Acts 17 and John 4 and Proverbs 15, philosophy and the understanding and mental understanding is something that is promoted in the Bible. But the context of what Paul is saying, he's saying he's condemning philosophy, which is based explicitly on anti-Christian principles. In verse 4, he, he refers to these kinds of arguments as deception using a Greek term which implies trickery or cheating. In other words, actual critical thinking is not a problem. Self-deluding, worldly philosophical tricks are the problems. And we see that in 2 Timothy 3.7. The false teachers and colossi are using these kinds of attacks against Christ and is still happening today. So just as these were false teachings in Paul's day, This wokeness thing that's infiltrating the body of Christ is, and and the fact that Paul wrote this epistle to cover this, it's still true today. Paul is talking to us about this new thing called wokeness hitting the body of Christ. It's taking the body of Christ by storm, and what is it doing? It's preventing people from knowing God, reading their Bible, and preaching the gospel. Well, who's who's behind that? The enemy's behind that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Secondly, Jesus did not tell us to get involved with causes. Well, wait a minute, Jim. You mean to tell me that Jesus wouldn't be for us going out there, Black Lives Matters, all that? No. He had an opportunity, Jerry, to get involved in causes. They tried to get him involved in causes. The Jewish people were under the boot of the Roman government. And they wanted Jesus, hey, you've got some pretty cool things going on. Let's, let's use those to get this boot off of our neck called the Roman government. And Jesus told him to get behind him. Yeah. That, that was not what he was there for because that wasn't his mission. His mission, well, listen to this, everybody. His mission was to die for all mankind and make a way for them to be reconciled to the Father. Amen. And now he gives us. You and me, the ministry of reconciliation. So Jerry, what we're seeing is that this wokeness, this deception is keeping us away from that great commission. Second Corinthians 5.18, Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So Jerry, have you noticed, you just talked about going out on the street here this week and preaching the gospel, but have you noticed that church folk will do anything get involved in anything, want to get involved in causes, except preach the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. You know, one of the interesting things of when you talk to somebody about whether they're going to heaven or not, that's the first question I ask. I say, if you died today, would you go to heaven? And they generally, most everybody will say yes. And then I ask the question, if... You get to heaven and they ask you, why should we let you in? What are you going to tell me? And the look on everybody's face is, well, I don't know. And that's what comes out of their mouth. They have no idea if someone asked why they would be let into heaven, what would be the key? And most of them say, because I'm a good person and I've always done good things for people. So I respond to that. If that was the way you got to heaven, why would Jesus have to die on the cross? And people think that they're inherently good. If you're killing people on the street, if you're doing things that you know are wrong, if you think it's wrong, as it says in James, then you're in sin. Well, God calls us to be away from sin, but what do people do who think they're doing right, and yet they're confronted with the gospel message? let me answer the question for you. It's only through Jesus confessing. It's a free gift. But most people think they can work to get to heaven by doing good things. Now, what becomes the good thing? Does a good thing become joining with someone for a to grab a banner and wave it over their head that says, I believe in this political process, or waving a banner that says, I believe in uh, sins that we know are against the Bible. So often people will get on a bandwagon saying, as we spoke before, they get on that bandwagon thinking they're doing good things for the people who are being suffered. It becomes social justice, as we talked before. The issue is not social justice. We have to walk with what God speaks in his word. When you get away from that, you're becoming God to yourself. And human nature is just not one that's very predictable. Human nature will always go to where they most feel they're most acceptable. And they'll do just about anything anybody asks them to do, but you have to rate it as what is Christ? What does Jesus want me to do? That's the calling on your life. Don't get on the bandwagon that doesn't or isn't approved by Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, and also what goes along with that also is, look, what's coming across that pulpit isn't all that you need to be involved in. If you're in a church and good things are coming across the pulpit, then that's great. But that's really not a personal relationship with God. It's you getting into the Word of God, you knowing what God has to say about a certain subject. Just like I brought up about the letter to the the church at Colossae. Paul was dealing with this issue. He was dealing with what we're dealing with today. How would I know that? Or how would Jerry know that? Not being preached in the pulpit, the only way we're going to know is to get into the Word of God. We're going to give you some keys on how to shield yourself from deception. Jerry, I heard a minister say one time, I fear no man or demon, but this one thing I do fear, deception. Why? Because you'll never know you're in it because you're deceived. I think he's slightly wrong. We need to defeat deception by knowing the truth. When we know the truth, the truth will set you free, and you'll see deception when it comes at you. Amen. That is done by doing the following. Please listen to these items as we start to click them off. First of all, are you saved? You need to ask yourself that. Those of you that are listening to our podcast right now, are you truly saved? I'm not talking about going down, shaking the preacher's hand, being a part of some role in some church. I'm talking about, are you truly saved? Do you know Christ? If you don't, then you need to make sure that you know him. You need to ask him to forgive you of your sins and invite him into your heart and become a new creature in Christ. If you're truly saved, now listen to this. If you're truly born again, saved, God living on the inside of you, and start acting like it. Let people see what God is doing in your life by verbally and by your actions communicating that to people. When you're faced with, like Jerry was talking about, when you're faced, don't take the least path of resistance. When you're faced with this kind of wokeness or whatever deceptions coming down the pike, don't take the least path of resistance. It's easy to do. It's easy to oh, wow, I'm just going to move over here and be a part of this crowd. But stand up. Make a stand. Say, well, look, for me and my house, we're going to serve God. And I don't believe that's right. It's hard to do. I know it's hard. Jerry knows it's hard. But we have to do it. If you're truly saved, start acting like it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. What does that mean? Become a hermit? No, don't be like them. Don't be like those folks that are doing those things. I know you're probably seeing it in the pulpit, unfortunately. I don't know what to say about that other than to run away from that as fast as you can. But you need to start making sure that you're coming out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something, Jerry, I think that's harder to do today, probably, than any time in the history of the world. Yeah. because there are so many attacks coming our way. It's so easy to take the least path of resistance. The third thing is read your Bible every day. Every podcast, Jerry and myself talk about reading the Bible. There's so many different ways to do that now. You can get this, get a CD. You can put it on your phone. You can start listening to it on your way to work. Get the Word of God down in your spirit. And, and along with that, memorize the word of God. You know, a lot of these scriptures that Jerry speaks out and I speak out in our podcast, a lot of these things are in our mind. Well, how is that? Would you just like force yourself to memorize scriptures? Well, some, when I first got saved, I actually did walk around with cards in my pocket and I would turn them over and I would read a scripture and then I would say it back multiple times until I had it in my spirit that's a great thing to do. Getting the Word of God moving through your mind and through your spirit is the first thing that you need to do. There's so many different ways now that you can do that. There's no excuse for not doing it. Amen. Pray. Commune with God. He wants to commune with you. Really, Jim? Really, Jerry? God, the Father, the Creator of everything, wants to commune with me? Absolutely. Genesis 3.8. It says, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Well, what was God doing? He was going to commune with Adam and Eve. Now, they had already screwed up and they were running from him, but he was coming down to commune with them. Now, listen to this. God created all the universes. Everything that we think in our mind is out there and all these people that keep wanting to get into space and get further out, they'll never get to the end of this thing. The, what god created they'll never get to it but he created the earth he created all the universes and what was first and foremost on his mind it wasn't that it wasn't the earth that was beautiful the garden of eden the garden of eden that was beautiful the first thing on his mind was to go and fellowship with adam and eve amen that's the way it is with us today he wants to do that with you God was looking for Adam and Eve to fellowship with them. It was like God just had this focus. He had these blinders on. I want to go speak with my creation. And then the last one, if you are in a church that is preaching this wokeness, and we talked about this on the last podcast, or any other deception, get out. That's right. All you... People that are listening to this, oh my gosh, he, he's telling people to get out of their churches. I'm telling you, and Jerry's telling you, to get out of a church that's preaching that kind of junk. There's too many other good churches, and if you can't find one, look, start one. Plan a church. Plan a Bible study in your house. There are so many other ways for you to do that without having to listen Sunday in and Sunday out of that kind of stuff coming across the pulpit. So Jerry and I want to close. I'm going to ask Jerry to close in prayer before we close out our podcast. And we're going to pray that, that God just open your mind, open your heart to see what he's wanting you to do concerning this issue. So Jerry, you want to close us in prayer?
1: I do, Jim. Let me share one scripture very quickly, if I could. It's uh, John 15:19, And it says, If you were of the world the world would love you as its own but because you're not of the world because i chose you out of the world because of this the world hates you so let me ask you a question does the world hate you we all want to be accepted that's why we end up fellowshipping and walking hand in hand with people who aren't christian because honestly people are getting away from going to church they're getting away from the truth they're getting away from the very gospel. And Jesus says, I chose you out of the world. And what does that mean? I, I look at the Super Bowl halftime show and I got a lot of feedback uh, from different people that, and they basically were saying the young people thought it was the greatest thing and that the older people thought it was the worst thing they'd ever seen. And what I understand that was pretty sexy, sexually motivated. Some of the words were not the healthiest in the world. And my question is, did that impact you in a positive way or a negative way? And it has nothing to do with age. It has to do whether you love the world or do you love Jesus. Amen. And I wanna pray for all our listeners today. I just ask you, Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Father, to bring your word back in a powerful way, back to the pastors who preach, back to the people who read their Bibles, people who think they're on the right path, but they're not. Holy Spirit, I just thank you and ask you to begin to convict these people who are called by your name and yet feel that they need to walk where they're walking right now. I just bind up the enemy that's come into their mind and created a thought process that's contrary to what your very word says, the very word that can set us free from sin and garbage. And I just thank you, Father. We want to share this because, Father, we know your love for us, and we know your presence when it comes. We know how you treat us, and we just thank you for the abundance that you called us to. It says in John verses 10, 9 and 10, it says, The enemy comes to steal, to kill and destroy but Jesus came that we would have life and life more abundantly and father people don't understand that abundance until they get close to you and i just thank you for people are searching for that so desperately but the enemy is using his tricks to keep you off the course so father i lift everyone up and i bind up what the enemy's tried to do to our culture today and i just thank you for loosening your word again or loosen the spirit that will change our country back to where we were the light of the world. Father, don't let that light go out. And I pray for everybody rising up, those that are listening to this. And Father, let them be part of your world, not the world that we live in. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Amen, praise God. Well, we're so glad that you were able to join us today. And we just want to let you know that we're here for you. We want to hear from you. If you got questions or comments, Please let us know, and my email is jimhughes71 at hotmail.com. And Jerry?
1: I'm at PTL, praise the Lord, Y W Y A N T at com.
0: Amen. Until next time, God bless you.